0: you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. Every day, it's our desire to challenge the way you think about your faith at work. Today, we're talking about hey, it's more than a paycheck. And we have Jake Summer with I Disciple joining us for our discussion today. But before we go to Jake, this verse of scripture, Romans fourteen seven and 8. For not one of us lives for himself and not one dies for himself. For if we live, we live for the Lord. Or if we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we're the Lord's. Jake Summer with I Disciple. Welcome to the I Work For Him program.
1: Thank you, Jim. appreciate you having me on the program today.
0: You know, I'm just so excited to have you here. I've been tracking, you know, you're part of a group that produces daily devotionals, as I've been subscribed, I don't know, a couple of years at least, um, Blueprint for Life. And yeah. I got them, I don't even remember how I heard about them, I have no idea, and and you weren't the first one that, I mean, there was always a woman that I know has left you guys now that doesn't do the devotions all the time. She used to do them all the time. Why well, can't I think of her name? Anna shooting Yes, and and, yeah. and and I loved the way she wrote. She really spoke to my soul. And so I just kept listening, listen. Then I saw this article that you wrote. You know, hey, it's more than a paycheck. And I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. This has got to be an I Work For Him program. I'm so excited. And so thanks for responding when I reached out to you. Uh, it's just a privilege to have you on the air today. And here in Tampa Bay, people need to hear more about I Disciple, Blueprint for Life. But first, they all want to know, how is Christ making a difference in your life today?
1: Sure. Well, I know that one area that, I, that God's really been working on my heart in the last few months, really, beyond just today, but He's certainly continuing to do it today, is in the area of busyness. And I don't know about you, but I, I found myself in a place in life where when people would ask me how I was doing, my first response was busy, and it became the new fine or the new great or the new okay. <laughs> and after, after responding that way for a few times, I realized I was not okay with that. You know, I think about the words of Jesus in John ten ten when He says, I've came that they may have life and they may have it to the full. Well, our life was full, but it wasn't full of Christ. It wasn't full of the joy that He brings. It wasn't full of the life that He promises. It was full of to do lists and obligations and things that had to get done. And so I really started to ask myself a question on a daily basis, and that is, Am I enjoying today or am I enduring it? And I find more often Ooh. than not when I
0: Ooh, that's answer, good. You gotta say that slower for everybody.
1: Sure. Am I enjoying today, or am I enduring it? And I find when I answer that question with the word enduring, what that normally means is that I'm depending on my own power, whether that's my willpower or my determination, my self-reliance. When I answer that question, I'm enjoying it. That doesn't always mean that everything's perfect or that everything's easy. Christ doesn't promise that to us. (laughs) No, he doesn't.
0: That's for sure.
1: But he does promise that we can find joy in all circumstances. And so I always want to be using that as a barometer for the day and want to be on the enjoying side of things. Because when I really look at the opportunity to enjoy each day or each season or each circumstance, it reminds me that God's at work in all of those circumstances and in all of those situations, and he's going to tie it together for his glory. And it reminds me of my dependence that I have on him. And so finally, I want to be reminded of Romans twelve twelve, where uh, we're encouraged to be joyful in hope, to be patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. And so that is definitely an area that, that God speaks to me on a daily basis. And like I said, that clarifying question of whether I'm enjoying or enduring this particular season or this particular circumstance uh, sheds a lot of light on, on the condition of my heart from
0: day to day. Well, and when you've got three daughters, there're gonna be days. There're gonna be days where it may exactly. just, it may just be enduring. but how, how old are they? How old are the girls?
1: I've got three girls that are seven. Five and two. Oh, you got
0: lots of enjoyment ahead of you there before, before it starts <laughs> to get somewhat derby days where it just be endurance. But I, I will issue this challenge to you on, on a, on a radio program that this is going to be archived and forever on iTunes. Here's, oh, here's boy. the thing, here's the thing you need to keep in mind. Don't ever forget this. You, as their father, are setting the example for what they should expect and anticipate from their future husband. Set the Definitely. bar high, live it consistently, and show these girls what a real man is like, so that they'll never accept anybody less than their dad, that their dad will always be the highest standard, and some kid will have to climb there to date your daughter and to someday marry your daughters exactly. to keep that in mind exactly. to keep that in mind oh, it's a it's a that's a high calling, but it is they they are watching how you they watch how you watch your how you treat your wife each and every day and go that's how my husband needs to treat me so yep. Yep. and when you get the multiplied times 3 you get chances three times. Exactly. <laughs> you got a lot of years ahead of you setting that standard. Set the bar high and take Polaroids Oh yeah, you don't have that anymore. Take good pictures and print them of you shining your shotgun so you can hand those out to your future the future boyfriends. It's it's a good one. I learned that from an old pastor, an old Southern Baptist pastor. He said, You know, take a picture of you shining your shotgun and hand that to the boy the first time he wants to date your daughter. <laughs> All right, so listen, you spent 14 years in what most people would call full-time paid ministry in a church setting. How did yeah. God move you into that ministry?
1: Sure. Well, it's, it's really interesting. As I look back, I was definitely raised in a Christian family and, you know, definitely have a huge privilege of having an example of faith that was set by me, uh, set for me by my parents. And, uh, you know, they definitely raised me in the church and, and obviously prayed for me and set that example through their lives and through their actions and their words, and I'm incredibly thankful for the example that they set. Um, but I would really say, you know, when I entered into sort of the middle school and high school years, that was the place where I really took ownership of my faith. And um, I was very fortunate to be at a church. We had a, a new youth pastor that came to our church when I joined uh, the youth ministry in seventh grade. And it's amazing to think about. Um, it, it was a man by the name of Bill, Bill Hughes, and he's actually still serving at that same church and has just been an incredibly faithful steward of God's Word and has ministered to the lives of so many people. But my experiences uh, in, in youth group really shaped my understanding of who Christ is and the plan that He had for my life. Um, during that youth ministry, I was able to you know, participate in, in youth retreats and um, mission trips and to come to understand you know, who Christ is, to, to be discipled in small group ministry but then also to be able to put it in action through mission trips and to really go out and, and have an opportunity to be the hands and feet of Christ. And through those experiences, I started to feel a call into ministry. But, you know, there's, there's probably a few things more scary than being a 16-year-old and, and having your entire life in, ahead of you and, and thinking, you know, what is it that God's going to call me to do if I, if I answer this call to ministry? And so I really wrestled with that, I, I think, from the time I was 16 through about 19 years old and even as I headed off to my freshman year of college, I was really unsure as to what direction I was going to go and and what God was going to, to ultimately call me to. I started off my freshman year of college at Georgia Tech and was majoring in computer science and, you know, sort of that tension aren't you supposed the to wait? I get
0: I get interrupted for a second, Jake. Aren't you sure. supposed to say every time you say Georgia Tech? Aren't you supposed to say Go Bulldogs? Isn't that part of the deal? <laughs> I thought that's because everybody. Every time I meet somebody Ouch. from Atlanta or from Georgia, they always say, "You know, Georgia Tech, Go Bulldogs." I mean, I'm pretty sure that's all part <laughs> of the same sentence. I think you just blew the opportunity. All those people listening in Georgia, <laughs> and they're, they're going, he blew it. Exactly. Sorry, I'm sorry. I had to add the lightness. I apologize, but I had fun with that. No problem.
1: No problem. But yeah, I finished up that freshman year of college, you know, really um, unsure as to what the next direction was going to be. I'd spent a year studying computer science and preparing for potentially a career there. And I had an opportunity after that freshman year of college to go be a summer youth ministry intern. And it was really during that summer that God confirmed my calling. I had an opportunity to actually serve on a, on a youth ministry staff and to see what that, you know, full-time ministry would look like, and I felt like at that point that God really confirmed that calling in full-time ministry, and so at that point, I sort of surrendered to that calling and headed my life in that direction. I actually ended up transferring away from Georgia Tech and uh, transferring to a school in North Carolina and was able to continue working with that youth ministry and with that um, same group of students all throughout my college experience. And uh, you know, it was an incredible experience to to sort of surrender to that calling and see what God had in store.
0: But but part of the part of the argument and part of the premise of this show is that we're all called into full time ministry. Exactly, and, and, and that's and that's where I want to take this because a lot of people they, they and I being one of them, grew up in a church where you know the people that were in full time ministry were the pastors and the youth pastors, and I always wanted to be in the full time ministry, and, and nobody ever taught me, hey, by the way, your workplace. That's your full-time ministry. That is your mission field. There's a lot of lost people in the workplace. And that's where I want to make sure we turn our conversation, because what you did in the church was very significant, but a lot of times those of us in the workplace have more exposure to non-Christ followers, not in youth ministry, because in youth ministry you get a lot of exposure to non-Christ followers, as I call them, pre-Christians. You get a lot of exposure to that in youth ministry, but in churches, you get a lot of exposure to people that aren't pre-Christians. They're already Christians, and maybe they're growing, maybe they're not. But in the workplace, you've got a lot of people that are just, hey, I don't even know who Jesus is, except for he always connects to all the four-letter words I use. Exactly. God moves. Yeah, I would
1: totally agree with that. And, uh, you know, I, I completely enjoyed my experience in ministry. And as you said, in youth ministry, you get a lot more opportunities to perhaps interact with people that are pre-Christian or lost. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I definitely recognize that there's tremendous opportunity in the workplace like you said at the beginning, you know, you may be the only Jesus that some people see in your workplace, and so that is a tremendous opportunity. And so, um, you know, I grew up in a a similar situation to what you're describing, where, you know, it seemed like the people in full-time ministry who worked for the church were the ones who were the actual ministers, and we know that really nothing could be further from the truth. You know, as as much as we appreciate those that are in full-time ministry, all of us as believers have been called into the priesthood um, you know, to to be representatives of Christ wherever we go. And so I, I think it's tremendous that you have a show that's dedicated to reminding people of that high and holy calling, no matter where they are.
0: Our workplace is our mission field. So God <laughs> moved you out of that church full-time ministry into a full-time ministry more as a, in my terms, as a journalist. I mean, you're, you're writing all the time. How did God move you? I mean, what was the move like? I mean, after 14 years in, in church ministry... How did God up and move you? Because that's a, that's a long time.
1: Definitely. Yeah, it was incredible because um, I, I obviously followed through on that calling and spent 14 years in ministry. Um, after college, I moved on to seminary and, and received my seminary education. And so I was, you know, in, in all senses of the word, pursuing that career and that calling that God had called, had, uh, called me to. And yet, um, the last church that I was at, I was there for a period of five years. And it was an incredible experience of raising up um, student worship leaders and discipling, you know, so many young adults and seeing God move in so many incredible ways. And in many ways, things were better than they had ever been. Um, you know, being in ministry that long, I, I definitely see seeing people leave the ministry through a variety of circumstances. You know, sometimes not of their choosing. You know, whether it was through uh, moral failures or incompetence or different things. And this was not the case at all. In in many ways, ministry was going better than it had ever been, and yet God started to to do a work in my heart to tell me that it was time for something new, and and I have to admit, I was completely taken off guard by this. I was very surprised um, that God would be leading me in a different direction, and it it took a lot of personal prayer time and a lot of questioning um, to try to get clarity from God around that, Um, and as I went to my boss at the time, at, at the church that I was working at, and, and shared with him that I felt like God was moving me in a new direction. You know, he, he gave me the opportunity to continue, obviously, working at the church, um, but to continue to to start to pursue opportunities outside of what I was currently doing. And it was a, a long, dry period. I'd say there was about six months of sending out resumes and and networking with people and trying to to understand what that next step might be. And Nothing seemed to be happening, and again, that caused me to sort of lean even further into God, what is it that you're at work, and what is it that you want to do? Where is it that you want to lead me and At the end of that that journey, um, I finally ended up having a conversation with a local nonprofit, and they were looking for someone to come and and to uh, really lead their digital strategy and that was something that although i'd been in full time ministry I, i'd always kind of had my my finger on the pulse of of digital media and social media and obviously working with students. I was very close to
0: Absolutely a lot of right. that were
1: happening in that area. And as I talked with them further, you know, I found out that the the nonprofit specialized in, in making leadership resources available for middle school through college students. And it felt like it was one of those things that could be a good fit. But it wasn't until I went and, and actually sat down and had an interview with them and, and met with them that in that moment I felt like, You know, really both of us on both sides of the table understood that this was really the next place that God was leading
0: me to. Today we're talking with Jake Summer with iDisciple. Find him online at iDisciple.org. We're talking about an article that he wrote called It's More Than a Paycheck. And we spent the last 20 minutes getting to know Jake and how Christ has been working in his life. But now it's time for our book highlight segment. And as always, brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Jake, tell me about this book that you guys are just now releasing.
1: Definitely. Yeah, the title of this book is Blueprint for Life, and obviously our our organization is called Blueprint for Life, so this is near and dear to us. But Blueprint for Life, the subtitle is How to Align Your Passion, Gifts, and Calling with Eternity in Mind. And it's based on the idea that God has created each one of us for a purpose. He's got a specific way that he's wired each one of us and given us different gifts and passions and purposes and callings. And the purpose of this book is to really help uh, give people some practical tools to figure out what it is that God's called them to do, and put a plan in place to execute on it. And we really believe there's five areas of life that, that God allows us to dig into, and those are spiritual, financial, relational, physical, and professional. And when you have the time to dig into those areas and to understand what God's doing in each one of those of your life, uh, we believe that, that you'll live out that purpose and calling that He's created you for.
0: Well, and, I, and, and I, if it's really what you've done is taken a compilation of, of the devotionals that you guys have done over the years and put those together in book form, is that true? Definitely,
1: yeah. A lot of the blog articles that are on our site right now come out of the, the Blueprint for Life material. But if we take it back even before that, this Blueprint for Life material really started out as a small group Bible study. And uh, it has been used for years in a variety of churches. Um, but what we find is that, you know, as many people have interacted with it in a small group format, um, we feel like a book format will be even more likely for people to be able to get it into their hands and to be able to have this material and, and have uh, experience the impact of it in their life.
0: Well, if the writing in this book is as good as the daily blogs, this is something uh-huh. everybody needs to get because they are inspirational. You know, you always put the little T's and then you gotta click the link to read the rest. It's always very, very good. Alright, so call call into the studio line now eight five five two six five twenty nine twenty nine eight fifty five two sixty five twenty nine twenty nine and I'll send you a copy of Blueprint for life. Compliments of Karis Christian Books and Gifts and Jake Summer and remember you need to read this book. Don't wait for the movie. All right, so call into the studio line now, 855-265-2929 to get a copy of Blueprint for Life. And listen, we're only going to give away a copy of this, but they can go online and sign up for those daily blogs. I like to call them devotionals, challenges, Blueprint for Life. Is it .org or .com? I can't even remember Blueprintforlife.com. Blueprintforlife.com. Sorry, I should have written it down. Andrea's giving me a dirty look. I'm sorry, Jake. (laughs) I'm giving you a chance just to make sure that you remember. That's all. All right, so (laughs) Blueprintforlife.com. That's right, that's right. (laughs) Blueprintforlife.com and idisciple.org. So call on now, 855-265-2929. All right, we're talking today with Jake Summer from iDisciple and Blueprint for Life. Which one is it, Jake? I mean, are they both related? Are they both connected? Blueprint for Life and idisciple? Now I'm confused.
1: definitely they are related uh blueprint for life is a company that was founded by mike kendrick and uh, mike kendrick you mean like
0: people. movie star mike kendrick
1: no not movie star but, oh uh, so that what this, the kendrick st- brothers
0: you know the, the famous georgia kendrick brothers but they're not from atlanta
1: right right <laughs> but yeah mike had started blueprint for life and uh, he's a local atlanta businessman has an incredible heart for the lord and for serving people and um he had been involved with the, the Blueprint for Life ministry for many years, and uh, eventually started iDisciple, um, sort of as an outpouring of that. And uh, iDisciple is is more of a digital discipleship platform that uh, that seeks to bring discipleship resources to people. It's available on a website and on apps, and uh, you know really stands to be as an alternative to uh, you know pulling out your phone and scrolling Facebook or Instagram or all these other things that may uh, compete for our attention. I Disciple really stands as an opportunity for people to engage with Christian content and to be encouraged in their daily walk with Jesus and to have that available to them anytime, anywhere.
0: And it is chock full of stuff. You're you're the IDisciple. I went on the website and I just kept clicking on tabs, going, Oh my word, there's a lot of stuff out there. It, it's it's really cool. All right, let's let's get to the meat of what we're talking about. You sure. wrote this article. It's more than a paycheck. Why the title? Where did this come from? What what inspired you to write this article? It's more than a paycheck.
1: Definitely. Well, I think you know a paycheck is probably the lowest common denominator way of, uh, that we can think about our jobs. Obviously, that's an essential part of the job. Um, if it's it is nice to get enough. paid.
0: It's nice to get exactly. paid. Exactly.
1: You got to cover your bills and do those things. But I also think um, that you know a job can become something that is just a paycheck. It can be something that we wake up to and just endure. You know, as I was talking about earlier, rather than enjoy. And so I really wanted to look at a couple of ways that we could kind of change our perspective on what that time that we spend at our jobs looks like and, you know, really reap the benefits that God has prepared for the work that we do. And, uh, you know, I think it, it can just be as something as simple as a, a, a shift in perspective to help us realize that God really created our work and, and the purpose of that to be something so much more than just providing for our basic needs or just to be something that we check off and, and we've done for the day. Um, yeah, I, I done for the day. Up. Let's.
0: I got my work done, so now I can go home and do ministry. That, that's exactly. right. Exactly. That's right. So, and and really, when we talk about that that shift, we're talking about a paradigm shift because really, looking at life completely different. Because as Christ followers, most of us need to be trained that our workplace is our mission field, and exactly. in that, and, and that's something that is a new concept because in the church in the last fifty years. That hasn't been what's been told. Before that, back in the, before, really, before World War II, most everybody recognized, because most pastors weren't full-time paid people, they were bivocational or whatever, like most people are, most pastors are in the third world, they're all bivocational, so they understand that concept. But in the United States, it's gotten muddled, uh, and so it's so important that we all recognize that we've got an opportunity to bring people to Christ every day in our workplace, Exactly. Hey, I'd like to thank Larry Fitz for calling in and winning your book, a copy of Blueprint for Life. But Larry's a frequent caller. In fact, I'm thinking that maybe Larry, I'm, I might call you Larry, I might bring you in as a guest because you, you call calling. Uh, that's right. Larry wins our frequent caller award. I'm thinking about bringing you on as a guest. Larry, you might just wait for that email from me. All right, so you talked about in this article, Jake, five intangible benefits that a job provides that is more than a paycheck. So let's talk, about those. let's talk about those intangibles. Let's start with experience. What did you mean by that?
1: Sure. Well, I think, you know, one of the great benefits of, of any job that we have is the experience that we can gain from it. And a lot of times, you know, we have no idea how God is going to use those experiences, you know, for our current situation or perhaps, you know, giving us experiences that we can use and pull out in the future. But I think having that uh, perspective of being able to look around and see the different opportunities that are at our workplace You know, when I think back on the different experiences I've had from jobs that that I've had in the past, I've had opportunities to travel different places that I would have never gone otherwise if a job hadn't sent me there. I've been able to attend conferences and and gain new learning and new insights. And a lot of times I've had opportunities to learn new skills that have happened on the job. And a lot of times I, I think we have to realize that in order to pick up those new skills, sometimes it takes initiative on our part. You know, there's so many times that the businesses that we are a part of are you know launching new initiatives or looking to do different things? And sometimes it just takes raising your hand and saying, "Hey, I, I wouldn't mind taking that on. Yeah, I, I I'll wouldn't learn mind giving that. that a shot." Yeah, and well, it I was... gives you an incredible opportunity to learn those new skills that uh, that God may very well use in other ways in your life.
0: Well, and really, what it is is that th- there's also a lot of opportunity to gain more experience when people leave the business and you take on new responsibilities to be able to take that back and go, "Wow." I'm comfortable with my job, but if I take on a new job, I'm going to become uncomfortable, but I'm going to learn a lot of new things. And what I have found, uh, I'm a little older than you, but what I have found is that God never wastes any experience, whether it's experience I learned at work or experience through adversity or whatever, but he never wastes an experience in our lives. He always has a plan for how he's going to use that down the road.
1: Exactly. Definitely. Yeah, I would totally agree with that.
0: Well, and you've you've got a lot of years still yet to learn. Plus, you've got three daughters to raise and get married. There you go. (laughs) Exactly, lots ahead. (laughs) All right. So so experience one of those intangible benefits, mission. What did you mean by that mission was an intangible benefit?
1: Sure. Um, I think any time that we work with a group of people, we have an opportunity to do more than we could as an individual. And so... You know, I think in in Christianity, we think of mission, you know, and we have a particular definition behind it, but I think it's important to even realize in a secular company that has, you know, perhaps no faith basis at all, that there's an opportunity to work with others and to be a part of a mission that's bigger than ourselves. And so I think it's an important question for us to ask, you know, what is the mission of the, the group that we work with right now? Is it a mission that we believe in? Is it a mission that we get excited about? And again, I think moving beyond the idea of it just being a paycheck When we're part of an organization where there's a mission that we believe in, it's energizing. It's something that gives life, and it does uh, allow us to to wake up and and be ready to to head to work every morning, and it not to be something that we we just endure, but we get to participate in something that's so much bigger than what we could do on our own.
0: Not enduring, but enjoying. That's right. Moving on then to the next intangible benefit you mentioned in your article, the realized potential.
1: Sure. Yeah, with that... uh, you know the reason that, that we get hired for any job is that whoever is doing that hiring, whoever is making that decision, recognizes some sort of potential in us. They've, they've probably got a specific job that they won't filled, but they're looking for a person to come in and, and do that and to accomplish that. And so in doing our work from day to day, we have an opportunity to realize that potential that's been placed inside of us. Um, I know a few years ago I read a, a book by Malcolm Gladwell called Outliers, and he talks about the idea of it requiring 10,000 hours of, of work in a particular field for you to achieve mastery. And so I think about when we approach our jobs, you know, what are the places that we're putting in our hours into that 10,000 bucket? And any job, you know, potentially gives us an opportunity to build that mastery and to build that skill and to, to realize the potential of, of pursuing something over the long haul. And so I think that's another, um, you know, opportunity to look beyond just the paycheck of a job and to look for those opportunities to realize the potential that's placed in us.
0: That means I have to do 3,333 shows before I've got 10,000 hours of experience, because it takes me about three hours for every show. And I've only done Ow. I've only done 260 shows, so I'm only like <laughs> 750. I'm going to be, let's see, so divide that by, I can do 250 shows a year, so as a 750 divide by, uh, uh, by 750. Oh my God. Goodness, so it's a thirty-three. That's I gotta be on the air for. I'm gonna be on the air for a very long time before I get that kind of experience. Oh, oh, five years. I could be on the air for five years before I get that kind of experience. I hope people can tolerate me that long. I nope. hope so. Andrea well, shaking her like, head. Nope. No, she goes. Nope. It's done. All right. So realize potential. But I like that. That that people look at us. And when and if if you're hiring people, the biggest thing you're hiring is really a ministry. Because when you hire people, you're hiring them to do a task, but you're really hiring an an opportunity for doing ministry because you're going to try to bring out of people what you see and what you don't see. And that's that's what Jesus was really good at. When he looked at Peter, he said, I know what I'm going to find, but there's much deeper stuff deep in there. I just got to dig for a while. I mean, and we should be grateful for that. But I'm sure Peter... Yeah, I'm sure he struggled with that at first. All right, so talk about the relationships that are this intangible benefit. And I'd like to say there, that's a real tangible benefit. But go ahead.
1: Definitely. Well, I always think it's it's a little bit mind-blowing to think about, for most of us, if we work an eight-hour job, 40 hours or more per week, we spend more of our waking time with our coworkers than we do with our friends or our family or, or really anyone else in our lives. And so, again, I think if we're in that mentality of our job just being a paycheck and a place we go to and clock in and clock out, we're missing out on an incredible opportunity to build relationships with our coworkers. And as we've already discussed, you know, one of those opportunities, obviously, is to be the hands and feet of Christ and to be an example in our workplace. But I also think, you know, just developing those friendships and developing, you know, those relationships that would lead to those opportunities to give us an opportunity to share our faith. but a lot of times it may, it may not even start with that deep conversation about who is Jesus in your life. You know, it may start with knowing your coworkers well enough to be able to meet a physical need that they have. or mm, to, f- Powerful.
0: To be, Good idea. You know,
1: an encouraging word to them. You know, no one else in their life may be giving them encouragement other than the words that you have an opportunity to speak to them. And so I think, you know, we obviously want to get to that place where we have a large opportunity, but a lot of times uh, we have to earn the right to be heard. And so I think, you know, having that mentality of being able to invest in the lives of those around us is is a huge opportunity that we have in our day-to-day workplaces.
0: Right. That's where that old line from an old preacher said, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Exactly. And, and when you hear the end of my show, you're going to go, wow. So Jim really understands this because I, I've, well, you're going to hear. you got to wait to the end of the show. All right. All right, right. So, so, but those relationships really fit into ministry opportunities. I mean, those are really both built together because by building relationships, you're given the opportunity to do ministry within your workplace.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that would definitely be one of the, the great outcomes of building those relationships and encouraging people, you know, being able to pour into their lives is that when hard co- times do come or when tough questions come or when, you know, there's questions about faith or about life, you know, that you would have proved yourself as someone who's worthy of, a, a, of being a trusted resource that they could go to. Or even, you know, just perhaps from the example that you set in your day to day with your integrity, you know, the way that you model Christ in your life, you know, it allows people to, to know that you are someone that they can come to and have those conversations. And so you know, we ne- we may never know what what happens from day to day and the opportunities that are are in front of us. But, uh, you know, being able to be faithful in those things allows God to use us and, and to oftentimes be right in the right place at the right time and to have those words um, that someone needs to hear when they need to hear them.
0: So the challenge then to you is, are these really intangible? Because to the Christ follower, when they're going to look at a job, these are tangible benefits. I mean, no, they're not getting paid extra For all these things, but these things come with every job. They come with every opportunity. So yes, it's more than a paycheck, but these are these are huge opportunities. I mean, you're talking about the opportunity to gain experience, which any job gives you some kind of experience. I mean, I had jobs where yeah, that kind of experience I'd rather not repeat. But you know, there's but there's some of those. I never flip burgers though. I never flip burgers for pay. I I wow. probably should have, so I would appreciate that. But I dug ditches, I shoveled driveways, I mowed lawns, I I I, I did hay one summer, you know stacking up hay at the end of the summer that was a job I've never repeated but those but the opportunity to to see and help a company fulfill its mission and to touch the needs of their customers is huge and to find the potential within us if you have a good manager they're good at bringing that out that's that's really dependent on the manager but the relationships and the ministry opportunities are available within every job and it's such it's so huge when you were within the church Mm-hmm. And working within the church environment, everybody always figures that every you know, boy, I just wish I could work in a church. How cool would it be to work with Christ followers all day long? How neat would that be? There's no problems. Everybody's good. You saw these things. You, you These are things that you got that you didn't anticipate in a pastor's job because you figured everybody within the church is good. It's the people I'm touching, the youth people that I'm going to be ministering to. But you found that not to be true, right? You found it to be true that you got to do ministry in the church. And to the kids, right?
1: Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I would say that that was true. That it, it works both ways, and so yeah, having that experience on both sides of it uh, has definitely been part of my experience.
0: Yeah, it's, it's such an opportunity. All right, so we've been talking about Jake Summer today from iDisciple and also BlueprintForLife.com. Blueprint wow, I just did that. BlueprintForLife.com, iDisciple.org, about uh, this article he wrote. It's more than a paycheck. The intangible benefits, and I say the tangible benefits, that come along with every job. But if you missed it, you're going to have to listen to the archive because I've got a question for him. He made a statement to me in an email that he sent. He said, Jim, I have, my move from church to the nonprofit world allowed me to create space for my wife to pursue her calling. My ministry, part of my ministry is creating space for my wife to pursue her calling. And I love the way you said that because it is your number one ministry. Your wife is your number one ministry. So what did you do? to create space so that your wife could pursue her passion, the passion that the Lord laid on her life, and we call it a ministry.
1: Certainly. Yeah, for the majority of our marriage, uh, when I was on staff at churches, Hannah was so much of a helper for me and supported me in so many ways. We would lead worship together, or as a youth pastor, you know, she would lead small groups for the youth ministry and things, but it was always an extension of the ministry and the calling that God had placed on my life. And as we move into this season of life where I'm no longer in full-time ministry.
0: No, you're um, hard. No, 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 let me just correct you. Good grief. I'll Pastors you. are so hard. You know, I tell you. You are it's, no it's, longer in full-time church ministry. You're no longer in full-time church ministry. You're still in full-time ministry every day. You're touching thousands of lives every day. You're in full-time ministry. Say it after me, Jake. I'm in full-time ministry.
1: I'm in full-time ministry.
0: Way to go! All right, okay. Wow, it's tough. I'm going to make you write it a thousand times and send it to me in an email. Okay, so what did you do to create this space so your wife could pursue her, her calling?
1: Certainly, yes. My wife has amazing musical talents, and at our church currently, she has an opportunity to participate in the worship team there, and it does require extra hours. It requires evening rehearsals and early call times on Sunday mornings to prepare, and so that responsibility to... You know, watch after our daughters during those times, and things often fall to me. And it's one of those things that I just take on with such joy and with such gladness, because I think about so many years and the ways that my wife supported and encouraged me in ministry, and to recognize that at this time of our life, at this season, to be able to create space for her to do that, I cannot think of of a higher privilege that I could have than doing that.
0: I would agree. Well said, well said. That could earn you points towards Husband of the Year Award. (laughs) <laughs> you, up, so? <laughs> you 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 will finish that off though by signing up for the marriage retreat cruise because every woman loves to get away on a cruise and it's only exactly. it's I only seven hours to drive lot. it's only seven hours to drive from Atlanta to the port of Tampa it's actually a little bit less than that which church do you guys participate with up there in Atlanta?
1: Sure, we're involved with Passion City Church.
0: Oh, oh Louis Giglio's Louis Giglio's church. Oh, it's just a small little church up there in Atlanta, Passion City yeah, Church. Yeah, I just, just small little church.
1: He's been involved since uh, pretty close to the beginning, so it's been an incredible journey to see how God continues to, to use his ministry in, in the lives of so many people around the world.
0: That's an incredible, incredible privilege to be part of a church like that. All right, so let's just talk, my last question for you. I I, wanted, I want to direct people out to iDisciple.org and BlueprintForLife.com. Talk about the people that would really benefit from going out to iDisciple.org really quickly.
1: Sure. It really, any believer that wants to grow their faith uh, could benefit from the resources that are on Our Disciple. It's completely organized around any age or stage of life you may be in, any, um, you know, whether it's help with your marriage, help with parenting, help with growing your faith, or growing your, your understanding of the Bible. You can get on, and, and there's over 50,000 pieces of content that are there, but it's organized in such a way that it delivers content to you daily and breaks it down so that uh, you have an opportunity to receive things that are relevant to your age and stage of life. And so I would encourage anybody to go to iDisciple.org and just sign up for a free account there. Or if you want to go directly to the App Store or to the Google Play Store and download the app, you can start a free account from either one of those as well. So um, I, I hope that that's something that people find helpful. And we've definitely designed it, uh, you know, so that people could grow in their faith with God daily.
0: Okay, that's 50,000 different articles out there, 50,000 different items out there for them to look at. And Blueprint.com is out there. That's a It's a daily, you call it a blog, I would call it a daily devotional, but it's daily challenging. You get it right on your phone, get it right in an email. It's fantastic. Blueprint for All right, we've come to the end of another I Work For Him show. I want 1,000 people in Tampa Bay alone to take this challenge, to join the I Work For Him I'm looking for a 1,000 people in Tampa Bay to do these things, to start praying by name for their coworkers and employees every day. Start looking for ways to befriend them outside of the workplace. Start looking for ways to serve these coworkers and employees in the workplace. And be ready to pray with people in the workplace when you see an opportunity, when you see their countenance change from their normal way to maybe just a not-so-happy way. And you've got an opportunity to say, hey, what's going on? Can I pray with you? But to all along, be the best and brightest example of a person in your position in your workplace so that people could see they could see excellence in you at the same time they see ministry in you. Go on to the IWorkForHim.com website, click on Contact Us, and say, I want to be part of the I Work For Him nation. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.